This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to DSC's Campfires with Larry Wysoon. The unique blend of hunting, conservation, and the outdoor lifestyle delivered in an entertaining, informative fashion that only a veteran outdoorsman can do. DSC's Campfires is brought to you by DSC, Conservation, Education, and Hunter Advocacy. Hornady, Accurate, Deadly, Dependable. Trigicon, Brilliant Aiming Solutions. Taurus, Makers of the Raging Hunter Handgun. Burnham Brothers Game Calls, Double Nickel Taxidermy. Now here's your host, Larry Wysoon. Welcome to the DSC Campfires. Last session here at the campfire, we had Mr. Corey Mason on, who's the executive director of both DSC and DSC Foundation. We talked a little bit about the convention and, and really wanted to bring Corey back around the campfire this time to talk about, okay, the convention's over with for this year. We're starting planning on the next one. We raised some funds. What's What are we going to be doing between now and next year that really we need to have people involved in? Uh, maybe they can contribute money. Maybe they can contribute time. Let's let's talk a little bit about where DSC is going in the next few months. Corey, what do you, where are we going? <laughs> well, you know, the good thing is, is we have some uh, some fuel to add to the machine here from convention. So we're very blessed in that way. And you know, those dollars will will directly head towards mission fulfillment. Now that looks like a few different things from a DSC perspective and from a DSC Foundation perspective. And so. That will be the ability to fulfill grants in a very meaningful way to touch all three buckets of the DSC mission, that conservation, education, and advocacy. Uh, now, DSC will fulfill a couple of those grants specifically, but the majority of those grants will go through the DSC Foundation to work through a very meaningful grant process to assess needs around the world. Uh, from a, We'll just kind of break each one down here briefly. From a conservation standpoint, that can be uh, from a needed research project regarding game birds or big game or whatever it might be from Texas Parks and Wildlife or 
Maine Wildlife Conservation Department, anywhere in between, or it could be a lion collaring project in Botswana. It could be anywhere in the world. Um, and it could be supporting an anti-poaching unit. Uh, it could be supporting a specific project that we may partner with another organization like Wild Sheep Foundation or Mule Deer Foundation to support some habitat enhancement projects. Um, maybe it's a guzzler development project in, uh, in Mexico. It could be any of those kinds of things, but to assess critical conservation needs on a global scale. That's where those dollars from the DSC Convention and from our very generous philanthropic donors for the DSC Foundation, that's how they directly fulfill wildlife conservation. And then from our education bucket, we have things like uh, the Scholastic Shooting Sports Foundation. We'll have the Wildlife Society, which supports financially the professional development of our future leaders in state game and fish agencies, as well as nonprofits and organizations like DSC and the Mule Deer Foundation and National Wild Turkey Federation. So those dollars go directly, again, to impact an educational standpoint, again, from the general public to policymakers to wildlife professionals, all of those things. And then from an advocacy front, you know, we obviously work very directly. We are in the process right now we have advertised for and will soon be hiring a government affairs director on the DSC side to be officed in that immediate Washington, D.C. area. But we also have a couple of other organizations that we work like hand in glove close with, like Congressional Sportsman's Foundation that represents us very strongly, us being the sporting community as a whole, hunting, fishing, all things sustainable use, trapping, etc. that's based out of Washington, D.C. But they also, very importantly, work in all 50 state game and fish agencies' capitals. Um, and so that's a very important one. And then one of our other longstanding partners is John Jackson at Conservation Force. Absolutely. That works globally on oh behalf gracious, of, of yes. sportsmen, uh, much of it unseen. So we will be in directly engaging that. That was, a, that was a long answer to a brief question, but uh, lots of good meat there. There's a lot of good meat there. And as you were talking about, I was thinking about our chapters. Mm-hmm. We're, we're fortunate. We've got some of the finest chapters are in the world. I, I feel very fortunate we get to go speak to several of them here yep. this year through their convention. Let's talk a little bit about their money. How yep. much money of what they raise goes to DSC or do they do their own thing on a lot of things, determine where they want their money? And then I know some of it comes to the foundation and sure. you kind of covered some as you were talking that brought back to, to the point that the money that comes from them that goes to the foundation, they get a chance to choose pretty much where it goes. So let's talk a little bit about we're past the DSC convention, but we're right on the cusp of a whole lot of uh, chapter conventions or banquets and auctions, if you will. You bet. We are blessed to have just a number of great chapter partners that work all across North America right now, literally from east to west and north to south. Um, And and they support the DSC mission from a local level, from a state level, and even some from a a multi-state regional level. And all with a different emphasis point. Some may be, you know, getting youth outdoors directly in their community. And others may be active at a state level and a political standpoint to ensure their ability to access public land. I'm thinking the New Mexico chapter exactly right. is obviously the predominant opportunity to get outdoors in the state of New Mexico. Um, and then we have others that are really engaged in policy levels like in the Northeast chapter where we have worked collectively to find anti-importation pieces of legislation with them. And so, but all of these fundraising activities are taking place right now. In fact, our chapter manager is at an event as we speak. um, Carson. Yeah. So we have the opportunity to, to, to participate and support them directly by being in the room, supporting them through the mission of DSC but on the backside of all of that, after all the work's been done at the banquets and all of that, they very generously 
send a portion of those revenues back to DSC. They by far keep the majority of those funds. Did they determine where those dollars go locally? If it's a supporting a local 4-H project or working with their state game and fish agency on a, a project that's near and dear to them, uh, one of them supports uh, collegiate shooting sports uh, right near them. So lots of opportunities all directly tied to the mission of DSC. But they send a portion of those dollars back to DSC that we then direct through the foundation on their behalf to a list of specific projects. And so it's all direct mission fulfillment. And many of them through the years that have existed now, some of them for a number of years, came to DSC from other organizations, right, in fact, exactly. because they love our model and, and how they are directly involved in every dollar in and every dollar out. It's very transparent. It's very open. And many of them have built longstanding relationships with, with grantees because of the relationship they've built and they want dollars to go to a certain area because they've seen direct benefits from their work, both abroad and locally. It's, it's just a really, really great thing to see. Exactly. I know that the, the Lubbock chapter, the Lubbock Sportsman Club DSC chapter, they've been very much involved in DAPU. From, yeah. I mean, they send a fair amount of dollars to that, and it's been a hugely successful program. That's right. Exactly. And they, they support them from a, a grant back to support their anti-poaching team there in Zimbabwe that's really one of the models of success. And it so is. what a rewarding way to spend dollars. Yes, sir. Yeah. And that's, that's the beauty. You can be involved in DSC as just a member, and but you can also be involved in, in these chapters. And the chapters now, I'm not necessarily strategically, but when you look at it, yeah, it's pretty strategic scattered yeah. across the, the, the countryside of uh, up here within the states kind of thing. And those guys do an absolutely fantastic job. You mentioned the New Mexico chapter. They're have really come on strong. They've got some great new programs that I want to approach in a separate podcast in the future. And yep. Of course, the Heartland chapter is very much involved in getting kids outdoors. I've, I've been up there a few times as well, too, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to being up in Connecticut and, and visiting with those folks as well, too, and some of the others. But those chapters, to me, have become a very strong, important part of DSC as a whole. They do. You know, they, they work in, again, I say their local community, but that could be literally their town or their state right. in or many state, cases. Yes. And we have had the privilege to engage those chapters directly uh, from a number of fronts and a couple within the last two years on legislative items um, yes. and items to Specific oppose. Specific to um, yeah. those areas. It's, exactly. It's, like in New Mexico, again, there were some pieces of legislation at the state level that were to oppose access and trapping on public lands. Uh, and then again in the Northeast, some anti-importation things, working with some of our chapters in the central United States, working towards uh, getting uh, children better access to the outdoors uh, at an earlier age. Those yes. kinds of things that we can provide support in from a, from a political capacity standpoint, from a subject matter expertise standpoint that we can offer, uh, as well as just kind of from a general guidance and, and work along shoulder to shoulder standpoint. So we have a great relationship with our chapters and fully realize that these are just people that are passionate about the outdoors and they volunteer their time and talents and we do not take it for granted. No, no we don't. I have the opportunity to spend time with a lot of the chapters and, and to me, they're, they're the greatest people in the world along with all the people who come to DSC That's as far right. as I'm concerned. <laughs> we're, all, we're all in this together kind of thing. and. What goes on so very often here? Well, you know, y'all spend a little bit of dollars over here in Africa. Well, there's a reason we did that. And the reason being is it's kind of hedging the something coming over here. We're trying to stop some yeah. things over there before they, they get over here. And, uh, 
And then there's a lot of projects as we're involved in, you know, within North America as well, too. Like through the DSC Foundation, we look very recently at where our funds went over the last several years, and it's several millions of dollars that have been contributed to various causes. But I think it's like either 52 or 56 percent of the total has gone to here in North America. So, uh, you know, yes, we're in North America, we're in other parts of the world, but there's a reason we're in the other parts of the world as well, too. That's exactly right. Yeah, when you look at the projects here in North America, there anything from bear projects to pronghorn to game birds to mule deer to really everything in between there. Um, but then you look internationally, and there's things from uh, other countries like from the uh, Pacific uh, South Pacific specifically, and you look at projects that we've engaged in in Asia for mountain species like Markor, uh, and then projects in Africa. So our, our footprint is truly globally, but it's not at the expense of addressing pressing needs anywhere or at home, for sure. It's not, and so very often I get here, well, you're targeting game species, and as a wildlife biologist, you and, and I and, and probably a few others I know have an appreciation, it's, it's habitat, mm-hmm. and so very often when yeah. habitat is improved, not so very often when habitat is improved, everything benefits from the yeah. soil on up, including the various non-game species, and quite frankly, having dealt with a bunch of different ranches scattered across, not only here in North America and elsewhere, as we try to improve things, say, maybe in, the, in South Africa, Kudu, or a red stag in, in or chamois or whatever, or roe deer up in, over yep. in Europe. Everything is benefited so much more because there's a healthy habitat in terms of variety. And when you have varieties of vegetation, you have variety of species as well, too. So anything that we do for those that sound like, well, you're doing this for Rocky Mountain goat or pronghorn antelope or mule deer or desert bighorn, yep. everything benefits that lives in those same areas where they do. I know we've shared similar experiences where when I was a biologist with the state, when my phone rang about 9.9 times out of 10, someone was calling about white-tailed deer or turkeys or waterfowl or whatever it might be. Uh, that's what got me through the gate, got Absolutely. me access. And then after that, when we enter, we're talking about riparian management, watershed yes. management, grazing regimes, uh, stands of milkweed for monarch, for monarch butterflies, right? migration, you know, all these other things. Uh, that benefit from having that biologist behind the gate giving a recommendation to the landowner that chooses yes or no on the spending dollars for this or not for that, or turning it into a parking lot or selling it for a subdivision, whatever it might be. You know, they make the financial decisions, but it was the white-tailed deer in most cases that got me behind that gate then to talk about everything that affects game, non-game, soil, water catchment, everything in between. What can we do to make this more obvious to people? You know, it's a challenge uh, because in a society that's very quickly to either determine that they quickly know everything or their point of reference is social media or the Internet, uh, rather it's I think it's engaging in spaces where people have the desire to be educated. Uh, It's important. That's the that's the mechanism to find, I think, you know. You can lead a fool to knowledge, but you can't make, or, or you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Yep. You can lead a fool to knowledge, but you can't make him think, kind of thing. So That's right. there has to be that that little bit of want to. And I can't imagine, I can't imagine being a person that did not want to have some of that want yeah. to kind of thing to learn more about everything. But with particularly, and, and again, I want to come back to with the DSA convention. We've got some absolutely fantastic seminars through our messaging of Safari Classics. Those guys, 
they're amazing, the job that they do. They do an absolutely fabulous job in presenting our messages. And there are ways, like with the DSC Foundation in particular, if somebody's interested, they can go there and they can find out a little bit everything that we talked about, including some of the the things we were just talking about in terms of habitat. There's all kinds of short little videos, and there will be more as we move into the future kind of thing. Yeah, there's a lot of good information on the DSC Foundation website uh, regarding many, many topics from around the world. But at the end of the day, the proven and well-demonstrated benefits of legal regulated hunting and how sustainable use is the conservation tool globally. It is. It is. And globally, is, it, it, it's as important in, in Eastland, Texas, as it is in yep. East whatever Africa or Timbuktu kind of thing. That's right. Yep. It's a universal wildlife management strategy that has been successful for both wildlife and wildlife habitat, as well as communities that exist with and rely on those wildlife species and habitats as well. And there's so many ways that you can contribute to this. Of course, being a member of DSC and being a member of DSC chapter. And, yep. and, and again, you have to realize, too, conservation cost. Hunters Absolutely. pay a tremendous amount. And when you get right down to our contributors to DSC Foundation, they're hunters. That's they, it. they really, truly are. And they understand the importance of hunting when it comes to conservation. And, and we've got the DSC Gala coming up, DSCF Gala coming up in, yep. in June, June the 4th. We talked a little bit about it last time that when you and I were together, we're going to talk about it a bunch more as we get closer you to bet. it. But that's also a great way for people to become involved. It is. You know, people can, can buy a ticket directly. We'd love to have them attend. Again, it's June the 4th uh, here in Dallas, Texas, at the Frontiers of Flight Museum, a wonderful facility. It's oh, just absolutely super cool and educational on its own. So what a neat yes. space to get to come to. Um, but then to come support the mission of DSC through the event of the DSC Foundation, uh, we'll have a wonderful keynote speaker. We'll have great auction lineups, opportunity to participate, live auction, silent auction, all those different fun, engaging ways that our sporting community likes to do it. But equally important, the opportunity to meet and fellowship and engage in the mission by meeting people, finding a place of service potentially uh, within the foundation or DSC, and fellowship with people that are like-minded. It's just a wonderful experience. It's so much fun, such a high level of energy. It's it just a fun night. <laughs> it, it really is. We do have to remind folks that the city is somewhat limited because even though it's an absolutely great facility, we only have room for so many people. So once we start releasing the information on how to buy tickets, I would firmly and strongly suggest that we'd love for you to be there, but you're going to have to have a ticket. But also the beauty of that is, is with the Internet these days, they can bid on our live auction items. And some of our live auction items that we have this year are truly unique in so many different ways. And some of them are such that the only way you're going to get onto these properties is to buy the hunt at this deal, simply because they don't offer a whole lot of hunts or because those hunts are booked up years in advance kind of thing. So great opportunities there, even if you can't attend, but gosh, we'd love to see you there at that event. We'd love to have the support. And again, the opportunity for someone to participate and support financially the mission of the foundation uh, and the opportunity to have access to some very, very exclusive type uh, hunts and experiences. Let, let's talk a little bit before we, before we close this thing down about the Historical Rifle Association. Yeah. Tell me the official title again. Sure. Historical Rifle Society. Society. You got it. I knew that was it, but I, <laughs> but I got to question myself. That's something we started in Mr. Bill Jones through, and through his friends at Safari Classics with, with uh, Tim and Dave and uh, some other people graciously let us do let a select group of people do things that 
Nobody gets to do. It's, it's an incredible day, Larry. Where again, I just can't say thank you enough to Mr. Bill Jones. Oh, He's such a no. generous man, and um, his associate Brian Hayes, just an absolute, yes, just champion as well. And to just support DSC through offering this opportunity, uh, where we've reached out and we have roughly a dozen people that will participate, uh, shooters that will have the opportunity to learn about. Uh, and then ultimately shoot uh, some of the most historic sporting firearms in existence. Uh, I mean, it is a collection of firearms that literally you would expect to see in the Smithsonian. You know, these are rifles that are owned by people like Frederick Courtney Salou, Ernest Hemingway, Jack O'Connor, Theodore Roosevelt, et cetera, et cetera, the Maharaja, people like that yeah, that have these firearms. John, I mean, the Corbett drive, exactly. you know, or is... is uh, it's incredible. There's Dave Fulson likes to refer to the Fulson rifle. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But the experience to be able to, again, number one, to see and handle these firearms and appreciate them for what they are, pieces of history, but then shoot them and engage with them and, and, and have a target to take home and the experience and fellowship with people that enjoy the same things and appreciate the same things. It is an amazing day together. It, it, it truly is. And, and you just mentioned it. Not only, you know, these are museum pieces when you get right down to it. Yep. And you would expect to see them behind glass. Yep. But Mr. Bill Jones will hand it to you and, and talk to you about it while you're holding it. And That's then you right. get to go out and shoot it. You know, the, the same rifle that uh, Corbett shot the, all the man-eating tigers with, or as you mentioned, the slew rifle. And, oh. of course, I'm a big fan of Jack O'Connor and, and Teddy Roosevelt to actually hold the same guns that they used in hunting and then shoot them. is It's just beyond words. It's incredible. And, again, the generosity of Bill, whenever he hands you that rifle and you get to shoot Theodore Roosevelt's forty five ninety, and you look over there and Bill is having as much fun as you oh, are he, because he, he celebrates it. He loves it. You know, so it's a... It's a wonderful day, and the camaraderie that's built around that, and those funds then have been used to generate and help kickstart the government affairs director of DSC. So it's very purposeful. Yes. Uh, but what a great experience for people to support DSC in that fun and engaging way. Oh my gracious! Corey, tell people it's going to be held right before the DSCF gala. So that's on the fourth of June. It, so this is going to happen on June the 3rd. It is June the 3rd, and if anybody's interested, they can contact the office uh, here at the DSC office and, and just ask for me, and I'd love to visit with them about it and give them more details. And unfortunately, too, it has to be a limited event. Too, it is. It's very limited for the opportunity to do so and really in, engage with it intimately. Yeah. So how do they get in touch with you here at the office? Or? So they can call the office number, 972-980-9800 is the best way to reach me. Right. Uh, and then just uh, I'd love to visit with them about it. The opportunity, if it's... If it's not this event or it's the next one, we plan to do it at least annually. Yes. So there's plenty of opportunities down the line as well for someone that's interested. And they can go to the website for that, biggame.org, for exactly. that as well, too. Exactly. Tell them the phone number one more time. You bet. 972-980-9800. Corey, I can't wait for that event to get here all the way through. <laughs> I had such a great time. and I did not shoot any of them last time because I just I wanted everybody yep. else. But this time, I'm going to... There's at least three of those rifles I'm going to slip in there and try to talk. Mr. Jones says, could I please shoot this one right here kind of thing. So, Corey, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for everything that you and, of course, all of our DSC members do. And uh, we're a volunteer organization and put on the greatest hunting show in the world. It's put on by volunteers. The gala is going to be the second greatest one That's as right. far as I'm concerned. So, <laughs> and it's put on by volunteers. And if you want to learn more about DSC, please go to our website, B-I-G-G-A-M-E dot O-R-G. And if you want to learn more about the foundation, you can go to D-S-C-F dot O-R-G. 
Corey, thank you for joining me around the campfire. Look forward to the next opportunity. And folks, y'all join us right back here and no telling where the campfire will be or where the conversation will go to. But we truly appreciate you being with us. Thank you. Thanks for joining us around the campfire. To leave a comment or suggestion for an upcoming episode, go to Instagram at Larry Wysoon Outdoors. Please join me right here next week for another DSC's Campfires. DSC's Campfires with Larry Wysoon has also been brought to you by The Crown Bar in LaGrange, Texas, H3 Whitetail Solutions, Remington, Texas Wildlife Association, TRHP Outdoors, 